0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey,
1: hey, hey. Hey,
0: it's the best week ever.
1: Yes, it is.
0: It's the NFL Draft Week.
1: Oh, I thought it was my birthday. Oh, no, it's not a great week. It's just kind of okay week. Yeah, yeah. it's not really my birthday. I, uh, I knew what you were talking about.
0: Uh, so today's the week, man. Today's the week where our NFL teams can get better. Today's a team week where we find out where some of these rookies are going to go and to really kind of shape up our draft board. Because, I mean, I honestly don't even remember a rookie draft that I needed a little bit more guidance from the NFL draft where they're going to land to kind of define my board. Uh, for the most part, using my board is pretty set and the, the NFL draft tweaks it. Well, I guess when it's all said and done as because right now we're going through position by position. We haven't done a general overall ranking yet of no, where we, we like have. some of these guys. No, we have not. So yeah. I mean I guess I guess in hindsight, I guess in my head I have where they're they're at, but they'll still need some tweaking.
1: Yeah. I, I like uh like you just said, uh there's definitely some tweaking and there's guys that we're gonna talk about today that I I like a little bit more than guys that we talked about the, on the first wide receiver podcast. So
0: That's for sure. Um I'm pleasantly surprised with this wide receiver class.
1: Right. It's a little deeper than I thought it was.
0: Not elite anywhere, really. But deep, you're right. Like deep. A lot of like middle of the road like guys give be some really nice wide receiver 2s potentially, wide receiver 3s. And I think with the amount of talent that I've over all seen on tape where one of the, it would not surprise me if one of these guys that we've talked about in these last few episodes comes out and they're like a stud, you know, and it could be very well. One of the guys we talk about today as well. I, I just think now, like in the third round, you have a chance to get a pretty solid receiver. And if not one of these running backs, is going to get pushed back. But for a class that we herald as like, wow, this running back class is going to be super deep. And in our third episode, we kind of said, Hey, this isn't as deep as we thought it would be. Uh, Let's see where landing spots get these people where the the receivers are they're pretty deep. Not deep of like awesome talent, but deep of players you're gonna want to have on your dynasty roster. The upside is upside, there for a lot upside, of guys. Definitely. So let's see where they land. Make sure they don't fall in that Leontay Carew situation there. Um, you know, when Leonte came out and out of Arizona State, we're like, Yeah, this guy has got some pretty good skills and they went to Miami. We're like, well, I guess his skills aren't that great, we're never gonna see him ever again. That's the last time we ever heard from Leonte.
1: Good old Leontay.
0: Ta-ta, Leontay. So today we're going to talk about, what is it, eight more guys? Uh, nine, actually. Nine more guys. Yep. Uh, remember, these are just going to finish out our overall wide receiver coverage. Anybody else that's going to get drafted in the NFL, we will cover in our Dynasty overall rankings. As we, as we After we cover the NFL draft or next week, we're going to start right back over. But this time, instead of doing position by position, we're actually going to go down the our big board. And we're going to cover some players, and we're going to rank them for you episode by episode this week we have two episodes coming out cause today we're gonna finish up the receivers tomorrow we're gonna finish up the tight ends uh we're gonna record these back-to-back so we'll be wearing the same clothes that we record this episode in and
1: we sure are man i'm not yeah. even gonna change my underwear yep, in between i'm gonna brush my teeth yep, not
0: either. at all uh so we got back-to-back episodes that's kind of nice first that is thing, nice first time in a long time yeah. we've ever done that uh yeah. so but we have no time to spare here let's just jump right in let's do it man First guy we're going to talk about here is Antonio Callaway out of Florida. 5'10", 200 pounds, ran a 4'4", 140. His two years at Florida, he had eight. Uh, I didn't write how many catches he had down, but 13, 1,399 yards and seven touchdowns. He had 89 catches is what it was. Nice. Um, now, those were two years, but not last year because he didn't play football last year. What hmm, What happened? You know this guy likes a little weed. He likes a little things going on. He does a lot of bad things. Hangs out with the wrong kind of people. Uh, does not make good life decisions. Um, really likes to weed a lot. It seems.
1: Is that was that his issue?
0: Let's see. He's twenty seven here. Suspended the twenty seventeen season for credit card fraud. Um, that was a felony charge that got dropped down. Uh, he had multiple marijuana trouble slash suspensions for like a spring game. Uh, he did something he blamed that he was like too high on marijuana for uh i think it might have, like a domestic uh, dispute something along those lines I mean you could be like Josh Gordon where the suspens- it seems like with him like there's a there's a marijuana suspension coming down the line like it seems pretty inevitable
1: and i i i, I you might not remember this and i and i s and i can't exactly it's not hundred percent in my head either but I think I heard that he he did something else in between the end of the season and now too. Another red flag popped I, up on him. I
0: don't know what it was, but I saw something popped up for him again. I did see that. Okay. so Because they're a hint at a receiver, and it turned out to be him, what it was. So something else happened as well.
1: So Callaway is just a complete knucklehead, it sounds like.
0: Yes, which is a shame because this guy has got a lot of talent, man. Um, he is somebody that's a very explosive athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like, I mean, he, he has a little bit of Antonio Brown to his game. The way the way he moves out there in the okay. open field, I mean, he runs fantastic routes. He explodes out of his breaks. I mean, those, it's a thing of beauty. I mean, he easily finds himself open. Absolutely,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. His
0: leaping ability is fantastic. It's just, I mean, the people he surrounds him with are just not good, man. Like a lot of people are saying, he needs to get out of Florida. Um, I know we had some fumbling issues as well. He had six career fumble issues issues at his two um, years at Florida. Um, there's rumors that he does not put in the time in the film room at all,
1: so that, he's just a, a really good at. I mean, he's a punt returner um, type of guy as well. So anytime he gets in the open field, he's very dangerous. Um,
0: he's born to be a wide receiver, man. I mean, he is, is what it looks like. He's he's about as right. t- he's just very talented. Uh, like I said scouts are saying he he's not doesn't have football smarts. Uh, it's probably just a nice way of saying he's a full blown idiot. Uh, so I think Antonio Callaway. I don't even know where to rank him here because there are so many glaring red flags. Right. But, I mean, this guy could be like a... I mean, I saw a little Percy Harvin to his game out there. I see a little poor man's Antonio Brown, to his game out there. I mean, these are, like, good players we're
1: talking about. That, I mean, and that definitely shows up on tape. I mean, he he's explosive. He can get past the defense, too. He's not one of those guys that's, like, only you know, screen passes and, and, and crossing routes and stuff like that. He can get open deep as well. So he's a big play type of guy. Anytime he gets his hands on the ball.
0: And he can do it underneath.
1: And he can do it underneath, yeah. I mean, he can make people miss. I mean, screen passes, basically for him, they turn into punt returns. You know what I mean? He gets out on the out, uh, outside and, and he's making three or four people miss. That's I mean, that it's it's all the same type of thing for him. But yeah, obviously his biggest issue is going to be off-field stuff and whether or not he's going to be available for your team. And for me, I mean, he's twenty-one. He, he's going to slip in the NFL draft because of that. He's
0: going to slip in the NFL draft for which, sure, which I mean, makes
1: me think he's going to be available in your rookie draft because not everyone's going to be hip to the game. Yeah, that he's going to probably be available in like the third round. So I, I would feel comfortable throwing a third round pick at this guy just because he's got skills.
0: And I wrote down here in my notes too. I mean, this is a guy who's the third fastest player in the history of Florida to get to a thousand yards. Third right. fastest. I wrote here in my notes saying I think on talent alone, and if you're a competitor in this year's draft, this guy's worth the late second round flyer.
1: Right. So we're in the same ballpark. Second yeah. you know. I agree with you, pick. third
0: round third round I feel completely comfortable with them. Right. But you know, and then you're talking about a team that's on a rebuild. And if he pans out sweet, you're going yourself a starter player in the third round. I just think if I'm sitting there, you know, pick 10 through 12, and there's nobody that I love there, really, or yeah. like nobody that screams at me, I think as a championship-caliber c- team, I'm already in a position where I can gamble here. You know what I mean? I feel pretty good about my first-round pick. I can gamble here on Anthony, Antonio Callaway. And he's somebody that you got to go into it knowing it might be a short-term value it might be no value whatsoever or maybe the light bulb goes off and he he goes somewhere so far away from florida and he gets around just the right people and he feels he's just in a good position and he gets coached well and he can kind of turn that corner where you're going to steal you're getting a first round talent
1: so let, let me ask you this um let's say there's more to it than we know out in the public and he doesn't get drafted in the nfl draft
0: that's a big red flag.
1: What? Yeah, exactly. What he, do you, What do you do then? I because I, he's going to get a chance on somebody's team as a, as an undrafted free agent.
0: Well, then you know he's r- going to slip in your rookie draft. Regardless, you know, it. right? I mean, then I'm then I then I'm then I'm hoping as a contender in the third round he slips right. to me. Is where I'm at. Because those undrafted free agents, a lot of people they won't touch them. You know, they'll slip uh, unless you're a running back like an Isaiah Corral. But even he he slipped after all the hype of being a first round guy to the second round. So. To me, this is a guy. Then I have heard some stories about. There's some stuff that the public doesn't know, which might cause him to go undrafted. And to me, I want to see where he lands. You know, right, what I mean, right. if he lands on any Florida team, I don't want anything to do with him. Like I'm not even wait. I I would guarantee my life he would get suspended for something like weed wise. So I don't want anything to do with him. He ends up on a Florida team, you know, or even somewhere close like the Panthers. The Falcons, like that's all too that's too driving close for me for his <laughs> friends to come out. New
1: by. Orleans, right? Anything down there in the south? That's, yeah. As
0: an draft free agent, your bankroll is not in, increasing drastically. No. But I can see him is a late seventh round flyer too. A team willing to invest a late th- seventh round pick there on him because he's uh, he's so good. This guy is just his athleticism. Again, he's a playmaker. Right. This is the kind of guy you want on your roster. He's the one that's going to make plays for you, and you know he gets the ball in his hands, he gets up field, and he 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 makes things happen
1: all right so now that we've established his value if he went undrafted let me let me just get an indicator from you what if, what if this guy was a clean prospect where do you think he would go in the nfl draft just based on talent just
0: on talent alone i would take him ahead of um he's right up there with like the james washington area right. so you're talking like mid to late first
1: how about I'm, I'm talking NFL draft? Where do you think you, you think it would be a second round draft? Pick? I
0: think he'd be a second round pick.
1: Yeah, that's where right. I think he'd be.
0: A I think he'd be right there anywhere from mid to actually anywhere in the second round. I can see this guy go. So you,
1: I just want to establish, you know, for the listeners how good he actually is. If as, Anthony as, Miller's is right. in a
0: high second round grade for NFL draft advisors, I would see no reason why Antonio Callaway can't be right behind him. Right. You know, um, as a clean prospect, I mean, again, he's 5'10, 200 pounds. So he's built well,
1: yeah. You know? No, yeah. And Anthony Miller and him are are basically the same exact size. But they're both. I mean, I have five foot eleven. I probably rounded for both of them, and two hundred one pounds for Anthony Miller, and, and two hundred pounds for Antonio Callaway. So they're. I mean, they're basically the, the identical size. Do you want to move on to, to Anthony Miller since we're kind of transitioning that way anyway?
0: Yeah, that's fine. So Antonio Callaway. I mean, overall, here we are before the draft. Let's see what happens. But right now, the talent's there. So the best thing I could say for you, I mean, this guy has wide receiver two potential written all over him, right? It's just when you go into him, he might not be long for your team. Expect a suspension, uh expect some you know, something cut something easily come up here in training camp and like Matt said, if he goes if he's an undrafted free agent and or a seventh round pick, he can get cut. Pretty oh, yeah. simply. Then he's gonna get signed to somebody else. He might sign a team on a taxi squad. Keep your eyes on him. Again, if you're somewhat hesitant on somebody that you don't want to love, you if you if you're ready if you need help at receiver and you want to go for upside, this is your guy. He's going to be really good value late, but again, really really risky.
1: Very risky. I, I not the totally voluptuous agree. kind. No.
0: So let's get into Anthony Miller.
1: All right, let's move on.
0: Who's a clean prospect?
1: Very clean prospect.
0: Uh, this is guy Anthony Miller who played at Memphis. He's five foot eleven, two hundred and one pounds. Uh, didn't run a forty because. Uh, He was hurt. Right. And in his three years at Memphis, he had 238 catches for 3,590 yards and 37 touchdowns. What? Those are fantastic stats.
1: Yeah. I mean, basically the same exact, he had basically the same exact stats the past two years, 95 and 96 receptions, and then over 1,400 yards.
0: Back-to-back years with 95-plus receptions and plus 1,400 yards. And not to
1: mention plus, plus 14 touchdowns.
0: Plus he has ten inch hands. Two
1: two years in a row, at least fourteen touchdowns in two thousand sixteen and seventeen. So he's a playmaker, he scores touchdowns.
0: He's a five foot eleven with ten inch hands. Yeah. That's fantastic.
1: He's got I mean, he's got ridiculous hands. They're strong. They're I mean, he's able to snag balls one handed. He's he's a very this guy, very intriguing. For me, he's he's much more intriguing than Antonio Callaway, obviously just because there's no off field. Um, issues with the guy and plus he plays with a chip on his shoulder that yeah, is, is, is evident when he yeah man. he's very feisty he I mean he's he's another guy that that separates you know out of, with quickness and really sharp routes um and he makes I mean like I said highlight real catches
0: very very nice Just Just I mean, look his easy. body control yep. is fantastic his vision fantastic consistently got open mm-hmm. consistently right. tracks the ball very well Made lots of those wild throw catches like you're talking about. Um, lots of tough sideline catches I've mm-hmm. seen him make. Lots of, like, even over-the-shoulder, you know, Tracks catches. Tracks the ball really well Tracks nicely. the ball yep. very well mm-hmm. and at, and at, with people on him, too. So he's, he's physical. Uh, he's, his vision gives him really good yards after the catch, lot, really good jack. Now, he, his hands were pretty good, um, but he did have some body catches, did have some double catches here and there. Uh,
1: I mean, some, some I mean, drops, I, right. five
0: career fumbles.
1: Every once in a while, the ball will get in on you. You know what I mean? But to me, an indication is when he's snagging balls one handed. You know, like a, a, a low ball that that's out way out in front of him, and he snags with one hand and and continues out on his route. You know, so it's some of the highlight stuff with this guy is is ridiculous, and even just like the you know the play in play out type of stuff is really good for him. So he. He's a, he's a very very intriguing guy for me.
0: Yeah, I mean he never comes across on tape where he's not explosive, but he's football fast. Oh, he's very football fast. That's I I was
1: I was curious to see you know obviously he didn't run a forty. I would like to see what his his time was at his pro day.
0: Uh, I would guess it's like four or five, like low four or fives. That's what I would just guess just by watching the, yeah. like faint like what he, like he's like people he's somewhat similar to.
1: But he he can he can start and stop on a dime without losing speed, which which obviously helps him in the you know separate.
0: Yeah, I think if we if like we redid this all, I would put him up there in our first podcast, uh, ahead of, you know, a lot of those guys. I mean, I'm taking Anthony Miller ahead of Christian Kirk, personally.
1: Yeah, I probably um, would also. Actually. I'm
0: taking him ahead of uh Equinemius.
1: Yeah, me too. Uh
0: Gollop has some really nice upside. I feel like Anthony Miller's a little bit safer. So do category. I.
1: I would take him before Gallup.
0: I'll take him ahead of Gallop. Uh I know you love DJ Shark. Yep. And the upside there, I would take him ahead of DJ Shark personally. Okay. Just because I feel like he he's like he seems like he's pretty safe on the right team. Yeah. Obviously you know? that'll be a big I can thing. see him as a PPR receiver, I can see this guy catching seventy five balls easily. I can see him I can see him playing at Cooper Cup role last year. Like a real nice receiver that could be trusted by his quarterback right. early. Who's going to come in rookie who gets like 45, 50 catches and sees their dynasty value just skyrocket
1: early. Right. I I mean, he's going to be somebody's best friend, man. He makes it look pretty easy. He gets open on all sorts of routes and he catches really well.
0: I mean, I love James Washington. I really do. Like, I like him a lot. Right. Actually. And I'm putting him right up there with James Washington. I have I have him down to me right now. If I'm drafting these rookie receivers, I'm going to go Cortland Sutton. I'm going to go Calvin Ridley. I'm going to go DJ Moore, and then I'm going to go either James Washington or Anthony Miller right around
1: there. I'm actually, I'm actually with you. I adjusted my stuff a little bit since the last podcast. I'm at, I'm with, I'm at, I'm with you there. I got Sutton Ridley. I got both the DJs there, three and four shark shark and uh, more, but uh, then Anthony Miller would be right there with James Washington, at, you know, five or six.
0: I feel like James Washington's split hairs. there. both their upsides two. are equal. Uh, I feel like there's a little bit more risk involved with Washington, which we discussed, we, we discussed last week, mm-hmm. the risk involved with Washington. Go ahead and go listen back there if you want to. But this guy is somebody where you're picking him high in the second round of your rookie draft.
1: Yes, I agree. That's where he's going. That's where he's going to go um, for sure. For so, sure.
0: So out of all the guys we're talking about today, is he your favorite? Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, me yeah, too. Very pleasantly surprised. I mean, I've heard his name. I just didn't have a chance to watch the tape, little things here and there, but nothing to really dive in. But when you do dive in, again, the amount of big plays that he would make, like aggressively, like you said, when he plays with a chip on his shoulder, you're watching him make these catches. Like He's grabbing that
1: football. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: And he's turning around and he's getting upfield. And he made tons of older, the, the over-the-shoulder catches, the Memphis quarterback digging back, throwing the ball deep, touchdowns 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 and reliable and i know i saw which is crazy he still had three years at 238 catches for 305 35 and there was concerns like when you'd watch the actual tape of games like oh he dropped that ball oh, my God, that's kind of how did why did he drop that ball don't know
1: random concentration drops here and there are going to happen man could be but 32 touchdowns and 191 catches in the past Two years that's that's it's, pretty good pretty stuff,
0: sick. Man. yeah and i said i mean he's, he's talking about back-to-back years of those and i said with him with the ball in his hands things that really sold me the things when he had the ball in his hands the way he moved in his vision mm-hmm. and just his overall just constantly getting open like constantly getting open yeah
1: yeah so, that's what happens when you're really quick and you and you run good routes man
0: yeah this guy has a uh, sleeper all over him yeah honestly he's somebody that i think when we when we talked about somebody last week i can't remember who it was like oh when you look back and you got him in the second round you're like wow i can't believe we got him in the second round anthony miller could be right up there he's gonna be better than somebody that's running yeah you know, he's mo- he has a chance to definitely be better than you know calvin ridley he has a chance to be better than uh a dj moore but we'll see yeah because we we will, we will all those guys have some nice upside. i mean D.J. Moore and Anthony Miller, to me, they both are screaming that kind of upside. It's somewhat. I would. Just, I would actually put D.J. Moore a little bit more physical than Anthony Miller. I was to say
1: physically, D.J. Moore has more upside. Yeah, he's a he's a more explosive athlete. So, but um, but this they, is they a, both have a ton of upside. Though.
0: This was a real pleasant surprise here. I give him two thumbs up. That you want him on your roster if you pick high in the second round and you're in the first round and your plans to go receiver, uh running back and that's just your plan to go into the draft you know and I see him where the value is going to be there I think this is the guy you want All Anthony right. Miller high second high second round and honestly we're going to see where he lands the perfect landing spot I'm putting Anthony Miller right in the first round of my rookie overall rankings right there at the he back might, end he him. might
1: sneak in huh? he
0: would sneak in in the right situation because I can see somebody dropping down because of the situation and I can see somebody sneaking up a little bit here and it one you need a talent no matter what to sneak up no matter what, so it's not just landing spot. I'm not, I'm not taking, you know, Ito Smith, and he lands with the Giants, and just automatically put him in my top twelve. That's not going to happen.
1: No, because you're right.
0: But a guy like Anthony Miller, who goes somewhere, and he goes to San Francisco, and they don't take any other receiver, then I'm like, okay, uh, I am, I'm pleasantly surprised. here. You have my attention. Yeah. So big fan of Anthony Miller, and we both are, which is good to hear. Let's move on to another guy that we both were happy to see here. Right on. Trey Quinn. Trey Quinn just so happens to play with.
1: Oh, uh, Cortland Sutton.
0: Cortland Sutton. Right on. Five uh, eleven, out of SMU, 203 pounds, ran a four five five forty. Uh His first two years, he played at LSU. He just didn't do anything. Right. Uh, so, after that, he transferred, sat out a year, went to SMU, and in his one year in SMU, he had 114 catches, for 1,236 yards and 13 touchdowns.
1: Only 13 touchdowns. No big deal.
0: Only 13 touchdowns. His career stats are 136, 15, 1,512 yards and 13 touchdowns. So he did nothing at LSU. Literally nothing. Series. Yeah, right. And then he just exploded onto the scene. You know, he was the only receiver in FBS with 100-plus catches plus 1,000-plus receiving yards and 10-plus touchdowns. Only player in FBS college football is Trey Quinn. Now, he overcame Sutton. Oh be yeah, the number one receiver. There.
1: Yeah, no, it, it being he out he outgained him in yards. Is it, I, you know, I am pretty sure I,
0: uh, this is this is a guy for me who seems like he could be a really good slot receiver who got a he, lot he, of receptions. Right,
1: he did that. You know, almost primarily he ran out of the slot there at SMU, and and that's where I see him. You know, transitioning into the NFL and. And you know he only ran a four five five in the forty, but I, his twenty yard his twenty yard uh, was only he was four point one nine. So he had one of the best twenty yards coming you know in the combine out of any of the wide receivers, and that that really speaks to the way that he gets open as well. He he's going to use quickness. He, he he finds you know soft spots in the zone and and sits down and makes himself available. So basically you know he's a classic slot receiver in my eyes.
0: Runs really good routes. Yep. Gets in out of his breaks very well. And he's got really good hands. I mean, again, his he, the way he gets in on His brakes are so quick, and that's how it gets open. Because he get, he doesn't get open with his speed. No, he doesn't. Because it's not that great. He's not very explosive, and his his athleticism doesn't pop off on film either.
1: I don't think he's unathletic though.
0: No, I mean, well, dude, it's kind of hard to be an athlete, receiver and not be right,
1: athletic. Right. I mean, I just don't want you. I don't want you to paint the wrong picture. It's not like he 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 looks slow, like he's he's running with you know. Ankle weights or anything like that. He, he looks fine athletically. I mean, I, I was, when I saw four five, five, that's what I expected to see. You know what I mean? Like, he okay. wasn't, he didn't look like a burner, but he looks, he looks like he can get open and function perfectly well in the NFL.
0: And the right team, this guy could totally be a, a PPR sleeper.
1: Yeah. And what I liked about him, too, is is for a smaller guy, he didn't like wait for the ball to get to him or anything like that. He, he really attacked the balls in the air as well.
0: He's not that, that small.
1: I mean, he's five foot eleven.
0: That's not that small. I mean, most cornerbacks are five, ten. Right. I, I yeah, but I, I mean, mean, five eleven, two or three is pretty good for a receiver.
1: Right. I mean, that's the same size as Anthony Miller and Antonio Callaway. I don't. Is I don't it, think any of those guys are small, but they're not like a what lot I would, of these guys are similar. In they're size. not what I would classify as a as big, a big yeah, wide receiver. Correct. You know, when you say that, people think six three. So I mean, I I I like what I see on this guy, and and I he's another guy that you know. He's a little bit—he's a little feisty guy, you know what I mean? And
0: he—he he has a little bit of like that um, Julian Julian element to his game.
1: That's yeah, that's not a bad comp, I guess. Um, him and and Miller are different, but they both have a little bit of an edge, you know. So and, and you need that, especially if you're gonna be you know fighting your way in the slot in the NFL.
0: I think he's gonna be there in the third round for most rookie drafts. I think, again, I think a lot of these running backs are going to push people back, and then some of you are, you know, with how with how high these quarterbacks are go, some people are going to take these quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You still got a couple tight ends, which we're going to talk about tomorrow. They're going to be, you know, one in the first for me. The rest are one high second, one mid second, and then the rest wherever you want to take them. Wherever you want to take. But um, them. I'm with you there for for the most part. I mean, some of these guys we've already talked about got what 10, 12 receivers. So that's a whole round of them. Right. So you're gonna get a, you're gonna get a chance on one of these guys that we're talking about in the third round, and which one of these guys is gonna be really good? That's what's gonna boil it down. This is what we have to figure out. So we the problem is there's a lot of these guys we kind of like right now. Mm-hmm. So we have to figure out after the draft which ones that you need on your team for sure. You know what I mean? Which ones? are the ones you got to own
1: well that's you know the the nfl draft is going to provide a lot of clarity and and by then we we should know i I think that'll be the separator but i mean
0: i put trey quinn on the list of people i want on my roster that i hope like there's certain players i hope are there in the third round because i feel like that's really good value trey quinn in the right situation to be somebody i might try and move up a little bit in the third round for for the rights if he's in the right spot
1: right no i i agree with you and um I think the the perception as of right now is that there are a lot of running backs and there aren't a lot of, of good wide receivers. So some of these wide receivers might actually start slipping it as people start reaching for some of these, these running backs, these late round running backs, just because people think, you know, once you get past the, the, the top five or six wide receivers, there's nothing else. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So some of these guys like an Anthony Miller, like a Trey Quinn or Antonio Galloway, they they might be sliding. They might be available in the third round.
0: I see me coming away with lots. where in a in a draft that's being touted as a really good running back draft. I'm seeing myself coming away with a lot of receivers out of this draft. And I've, zigged, I've
1: zigged, you know, when everyone else is zagging, in a few other drafts as well. So I mean that that just sometimes happens. They they fall to you, uh, unfortunately. You know, like you're if you don't. If you don't draft for need, that's the way it happens sometimes.
0: Am I taking Naheem Hines or am I taking Trey Quinn?
1: Well, it depends on where Naheem Hines goes. True. <laughs> uh, true. Because so, I, I think he's a, he's a halfway decent prospect. He's good, but I mean Edo Smith is is a better is a better example because I don't think he's as as talented as, as Naheem Hines. Um, but I, I get what you were talking about. You I'll,
0: know? I'll take Anthony Miller over Ronald Jones. <laughs> True story, homie. True story,
1: homie. I'm I'm torn. Um, how about that? Okay, all right. I wouldn't rule it out though at this point.
0: Okay. So is that a tier? Is that a tier for you in the second episode? Those three guys. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Let's get into a different tier then, shall we? Let's do it. Let's jump on here and here. Let me get that to my notes here. We're on to Dante Pettis, wide receiver, Washington, six foot, 186 pounds. Ran a 4:47 at his pro day. He did not run a 40 at the combine. Uh, he had 163 career catches at Washington for 2,256 yards and 24 touchdowns. Dante Pettis is a really smooth runner. Gets off his breaks pretty quick. Um, very, very good punt returner. Yes. I mean, if you're going to watch highlight film on this guy, the first 10 minutes are just going to be him of returning punt, ta- uh, returning punts. He had nine touchdowns returned for punts. He
1: gets up to speed really quick yeah, is, it, is the thing.
0: And that's, you know what that tells me? He has good open field vision right? as well, which is always what I like. He ran a variety of routes, so he could run some routes, which mm-hmm. that showed well. Um, showed really good, well, good coming back to the quarterback when necessary a lot. So he'd always work himself back to the quarterback when things weren't paying out there for Washington, which was a lot. Showed good explosion, like you mentioned, the kickoff breaks. He gets up to speed pretty quickly there, and plenty of you know plant and go. Some showed some good elusiveness, good sideline work he had. The thing I didn't like about him is you know he's got the smaller frame, he was pushed around a lot. Uh, the physical cornerbacks are going to kind of probably eat this guy up. Definitely at the next level. Yep, yep. We're we're thinking of guys like um, trying to think of some of those Washington receivers like a uh, you know Lockett. Yeah, yeah. Like he kind of reminds me of Lockett a little bit.
1: I'm uh, I think we're sharing a brain. I mean, I the last note I wrote on this guy is um, probably more of a number two for a team. You know what I mean? He's never going to be a number one at that size. Oh, never ever. That, um, that's not
0: even possible. Even. I think possibly. I think
1: his I think his ceiling is a number two on a team, but I I wouldn't be surprised if he is if he middle three. middles and is like a number three or number four on a team for his whole career. So I don't see a ton of upside um, with nope. him. I think he's going to have to you know I think he's going to break his way into the NFL as a punt returner, while well, he kind of learns how to develop his game a little bit more, and maybe even his body a little bit more. Um, because 186 pounds, man, you're I mean you're gonna have to you're gonna get beat up at that it size. He goes down very easily. Right.
0: Yeah, he's he falls in a category for me where he's gonna be he's gonna be a really good asset for an NFL team. He's not gonna be a great asset for your dynasty team.
1: I agree with you there, man. I'm not I'm
0: and that's not even trying to put him down. Like I actually like like I like him yeah. as a football player, but again, he just falls in that category. Like we've seen these guys all the time that are his size that do this that last in the NFL, you know, kind of like, you know, like a Devon Austin who's way more explosive, uh, you know, I'm not trying to use him there, but again, like a guy like Lockett in Seattle, those kind of guys. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like where you're you're always like, "Oh, their potential's somewhat there, but they're never going to be big enough, physical enough and have the body type to be
1: a big-time contributor."
0: A big-time contributor. Yeah. Where they can make some big plays, definitely in a return game, but you're never going to put this guy in your starting lineup. Ever.
1: No, like he's, literally never. Right, you're gonna be waste, wasting a, a spot on your roster. So
0: he comes, he he falls in the category of talented, but I really should I don't he won't even be on my board.
1: He'll be on my board. I'll appropriately put him, you know, down in that sixth <laughs> sixth round range. Yeah,
0: I mean, and that's where those guys land. But I know they'll never fall to me because he, he, one, he's gonna get his. This is the kind of guy that gets drafted at a, a decent spot. And people draft them up yeah, their dynasty rookie draft because where he was drafted.
1: He'll dra- He'll get drafted in like the fifth, fourth, or fifth round, and then.
0: But again, he's he's an NFL help. He's not a dynasty roster help. Um, I re- I agree with Matt. I think he's sixth round material, and that's just because in the sixth round there's nobody really there, so you just take him to cut later. Yep. Or maybe he comes out and makes a couple big throw. Like maybe maybe he comes out like one week and he has like two touchdowns for three catches and 120 yards, you're like, hey, I'll sell you him for a third-round pick. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, and you're yeah. like, yes. Yes, please. <laughs> I'm moving on up. Call me Jimmy Walker. So that's what I think of Dante Pettis. And I think we're on the same page, apparently. I, huh? Yeah,
1: we're on the same. We're sharing a brain, so All right, so let's move speak. on then. Yep.
0: Let's get past this turd, Ferg. But at least I don't hate him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, some guys, you're like, this guy is just not that good.
1: Yeah. No, we'll get to one of those He's guys.
0: got talent. Um, so Deshaun <laughs> Hamilton's next out of Penn State. Six foot, two hundred three pounds. Ran a four five two at his pro day. Left Penn State after four years, catching two hundred fourteen balls, two thousand eight hundred forty two yards, and eighteen touchdowns. This is a guy that has like a really good release off the line. Uh, not afraid to go up there and get the football. He gets the football pretty well, actually. He has uh, the most receptions in Penn State history. I
1: was going to say that. Yeah,
0: he's second in yards run. He runs pretty good routes. Tracks the best. Probably tracks the ball really well i think his best attributes is route running it's
1: yeah it's his route running his ability to get open um he gets up to speed pretty quick and you know he's done some punt return stuff which is which is nice and uh you know
0: 80 of his catches came for first downs
1: yeah he's that's what i was gonna say He's, he's he seems like a chain mover type of guy
0: not overly fast
1: no a lot of his stuff was you know a lot of his stuff was close to the line of scrimmage so he's not a guy that's really going to get downfield a lot. So I think that speaks to you know the fact that you know the point that you were making there that he's not that fast. I think I think his ability to separate is predicated only on quickness and and and, and, and route running. Yeah, and he speed. just he just doesn't have the speed to really get open.
0: Yeah, I wrote not overly fast, and uses routes to get open, not speed. Mm-hmm. Um, more drops than I would like to see at times out of Deshaun Hamilton as well, uh, but. And, you know, honestly, his best year was his freshman year by like a large margin.
1: Right. 82 receptions, 899 yards. So, yeah.
0: Here, this guy. So, yeah, he's pretty much a six foot, overly big slot receiver who doesn't do anything well. Kind of just a jag. um, Not hmm. bad. Gonna get drafted. Gonna be, again, he's a wide receiver, slot wide receiver, a wide receiver three on an NFL team.
1: He's a, yes. And, the other guys that we talked about earlier, you know, the Anthony Millers, the Trey Quinn and um, Antonio Callaway, those guys are just better than him. What They're not? more explosive. They're, there's a ton more upside. You could see them, you know, being very fa- fantasy relevant where Deshaun Hamilton, there, there might be a year where he touches wide receiver three numbers. But. That would have to be, like, the perfect storm type of thing. Yeah, where... here's,
0: here, okay, here's a good idea kind of thing. Not, now, not the same skill set. Think Taylor Gabriel, right? He's the number three on a roster behind Muhammad Sanu, behind Julio Jones. Tight end's not really doing too much, you know, so he's active in the game. But are you ever starting Taylor Gabriel in your starting lineup? As a,
1: Only as a Hail Mary desperation by week filling. Yeah, and that would be the only way you're ever starting right? this guy, yep.
0: So Deshaun Hamilton, again, he's gonna come in, he's gonna be like a big slot receiver because he can't play outside either position, he can't play X or the Y. Can't do it. So
1: No, he's just not fast enough. He's
0: exactly. Not. So he's gonna be locked into the slot. So now he's a bigger slot receiver, which kind of helps, but he's gonna catch some first downs. But what's he gonna do? He's gonna catch three balls for twenty seven yards.
1: Yes. That's his game. Yes, he is. That's yeah, right. That's his game. <laughs> yes. So yeah, right.
0: I think he I think he's talented enough to play in the NFL. Again, I think he's good enough to help an NFL roster. Somebody you can count on to move the chains, uh, at least get open as long as he doesn't drop the football there. But again, not anybody I really want to like. I, I'm going at this point where he's going to be going. I'm shooting for a higher ceiling. Then that, that's. I don't see the ceiling here.
1: I'm with you there. He's right? got yeah. Yep.
0: I mean, it's just it's, 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 this is where the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Personally, Not where he's going to go. He's going to go anywhere from the third, fourth round. Uh, of your rookie drafts, probably most likely, probably closer to the fourth.
1: And I'll be shooting for a higher upside guy in both of those rounds. Then, then I'm taking. Yeah.
0: I'm, then I'm taking Edo Smith. You know what I mean? Like I'm taking. A, I'm going over him. I'm shooting for a high upside running back over a guy like him. Uh, over a guy like Dante Pettis, I'd rather gamble on the running back again. Easy cut, easy go.
1: I'm with you. I okay. like that idea. Yep.
0: So we're so we're down on Dante Pettis. We're down on Deshaun Hamilton. Yes. Both talented guys. Just not right for your dynasty roster. I'm
1: gonna let other people draft them.
0: Yeah, let other people draft them,
1: and I'm cool with that.
0: I love letting other people draft players I don't want. Exactly. So um There's can,
1: there was bound to be there's bound to be plenty of guys that you know coming up here in the next few weeks that I'm just like all right. Yeah.
0: So highlight those guys. I always like I always have those guys where I highlight them, and then you get like you write like a six next to them, and you're <laughs> like I can take this guy in the last round. And then sometimes when you get down there, you're like in the late fifth round, you're looking like, oh, is there any of these six guys I want? Now, I'll take, the, I'll take this running back who has a chance to catch five footballs. Because, listen, I'm going to take a running back that can catch a football over
1: some of these guys any day of the week. Yes, that so, are just going to catch three balls. I mean, that's no good.
0: No bueno. Not overly fast. Moving on, yep. shall we? To a guy who is a little bit faster, Deion Kane out of Clemson.
1: He's a little bit bigger, too.
0: Six foot one. 202 pounds, ran a 4:43.40 left Clemson with 130 catches for 2,040 yards and 20 touchdowns. Now, he's got good size. Mm-hmm. He ran decent routes, showed toughness in traffic, showed he had the willingness to block, showed good speed, that he can get past the secondary and get out there, um, but did show difficulty you know, catching over the shoulder was a problem for yes, him. Yes, it was. Um, he got worse in his two years. He has really small hands, which I I was like, "Well, drops were an issue, right?" So what do I do? I look at his hand size. They're eight and three quarter inch hands. Ooh, those are tiny, tiny hands. Again, his hands are eight and three quarter.
1: That's small, man. Those are small hands. So, so drops
0: were an issue at times for him. Some say they're concentration drops, but I'm gonna say they're a small. Circus smells like cabbage drops.
1: <laughs> I I saw I I didn't know the hand size, and I saw on tape a few times the concentration issues. I mean, obviously just like him not looking the ball all the way, trying to turn up field before the ball actually got into his hands and and stuff like that. So he he was an he was an odd guy to watch because he'll flash really amazing plays.
0: Definitely flash in the pan. Definitely some things are like if you watch just this highlight reel alone, you're gonna be like, All right.
1: Oh, you're gonna be hooked on some Deion Kane if you just watch a highlight film. But I mean you gotta watch the low light film on this guy as well, you know, where he's where he's not timing his his jumps correctly, and, and guys are batting the ball out, or just a wide open pass where he's trying to turn up field too quickly and just drops it, just bricks it. You know what I mean? So he's he's very very hard. He's a to me he's it, the good doesn't outweigh the bad.
0: I, I consistency issues here, right? Which in the NFL can get you. The, the difference here is when you're inconsistent in Clemson, they're going to keep throwing you the football. When you do that stuff in the NFL, they're not going to bother. They're not going to bother with you. Yeah. And like I don't know if it was pressure. You know, Clemson is known to put out quality receivers. After Mike Williams left, and he was a top 10 NFL pick, it was Deion Cain's time to shine, and he didn't shine.
1: Because you can't shine up turds.
0: No, no. I, so... think,
1: I think Deion Cain is a turd.
0: I think with eight and three quarter inch hands, that's my, that's that's enough for me. Where I don't want, I don't want you on the right. team.
1: I don't. I mean, I don't even think because
0: then it says your drop issues just aren't mental to me. It seems like the ball is just too big for your little small hands,
1: and they only get bigger in the NFL.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to high five you because I might break your hand.
1: <laughs> Those big nine and three eighths inch <laughs> paws you have there. <laughs> yeah, like
0: my and again an inch across. That's a bit. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, we mentioned, who who we just say had ten inch hands? Anthony Miller?
1: Anthony Miller. Yeah,
0: so his hands are a whole inch and a quarter bigger bigger than his? That's a lot. Yeah, that's massively big. So, Deion Cain, coming out of Clemson, people are going to want him. Uh, he has a name. He has name value because, again, he played at Clemson. He's playing at a really good school. I think, for me, he's a late-round upside player where he... He's going to flash sometimes. He's gonna, he's you're going to see him in ESPN. and he's going to make a couple plays here and there, but the consistency, I don't think from what I've seen, will ever be there.
1: He's another guy. I'm not going to be sorry when other people pick him in the draft. You no. know what I mean? You, you, there are certain players where you, where you're pissed that you didn't get a chance to get him and. And, and you, you 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 get a little sad inside. Like Trey Deon, Quinn, right? Deion Kane. I am not going to feel sad even a little bit when somebody else picks him. Yeah. Up. I'm just gonna, Trey I'm Quinn. Gonna,
0: is somebody that you somebody takes out of you, you're like oh, God. I wish I would have got a piece of that. I'm going
1: to scratch him off my board because he'll be on my board. I'm going to scratch him off my board, and it's going to feel good.
0: Yes, I uh, we let's add Dion Kane to the list of No Bueno, and this is a guy I guarantee some NFL team. I could see Deion King going somewhere like late third, early fourth. You know, people are going to want a piece of this and somebody's going to make a mistake. And you're going to be like, hey, you dropped another football.
1: (laughs) Big surprise. Yeah.
0: And we don't. A lot of these guys that we always mention that we say, hey, they have concerns catching the football. I would say 99% of them in the NFL have had trouble catching the football.
1: Yeah, it doesn't usually go. Something I occasionally it can go away, but usually it does not go away.
0: No, I'm trying to think of somebody who did where it went away from nobody.
1: I was just I was just trying to leave the door open in case we are uh, we could be wrong. Yeah, in case so, we're so
0: as we're going to move on from Deion Kane off our dynasty boards, which will be on there, but he won't be on any of our rosters.
1: He'll be appropriately <laughs> ranked. <laughs> uh,
0: let's move on to another guy here, right? Yep. Semi cops mm. out of Indiana, six foot three. 220 pounds and ran a four, six, four left Indiana after two years, basically a uh, production, 139 catches, 1,990 yards and 12 touchdowns. He missed 20, 2016 with an ankle injury. This was a guy that I tweeted out very early in the season when they played Ohio State because he just abused Denzel Ward. Uh, he made some big plays. I mean his size is fantastic.
1: He's a, this is another this guy is another enigma, you know what I mean? Like there there's he's got the 46440, four, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of uh when you look at that, but then he's got a three cone with it's it's 6.7 seconds. So it, I mean, he almost he almost I think that might be the fastest that I see here. Oh no. No, Cortland Sutton, Sutton beat him. But it's the second fastest three cone at the at the combine. So he's a big guy that can move pretty quickly laterally. He's just not very fast, straight line. So I'm not sure where he ends up settling. You know what I mean? With that kind of skill set, I don't think he's fast enough to be a true number one.
0: He ran good routes.
1: He did run good routes. I was
0: impressed with his route tree for being a guy, you know, 6'3", because he has the build. And But the problem is, too, is Simi where just he made those amazing, nice one-handed catches that he'd make. He'd have a lot of drops too. He had eleven point four percent drop rate. That is terrible. Yeah, that's beyond bad. Let's go more. One out of ten balls, slightly over more than one out of ten balls. He's dropping. Uh, that's like that's like uh, Buzz's girlfriend in Home Alone.
1: <laughs> that's that's no. So um.
0: he kind of he, he, he's kind of like. No, one, he's no, no guy. You couldn't remember his name. We were talking about last week.
1: Dorial Green Beckham.
0: He's kind of like Dorial Green Beckham. I, re-
1: I remembered it on the way home, and I was like, um, looking at that <laughs> for the podcast. Right.
0: I so, mean, right. I mean, does he? Does he remind you of a little bit of Dorial Green Yeah,
1: because I mean, he's a big guy. I think Dorial Green Beckham had more upside than Semi Cabs.
0: Well, Dorial Green Beckham couldn't catch the football either.
1: No, I agree. He,
0: well, here's the thing. Durrell Green Beckham couldn't run routes. Simi no. Cobb can run routes.
1: He can, he can run routes better.
0: DGB wasn't running any route. No, and he was, he was and his brain wasn't capable of even processing any information. Was fo-
1: he was football dumb. Me run fast. Yeah, he was football dumb for sure. Um So yeah, he he's he's an intriguing guy from the standpoint that he's big. He runs decent routes. He's a little bit he's he's not that fast. He's not going to make anybody in the open field. No. no, nobody that's the thing literally no i mean like he he's not like a big guy that you can like throw screen passes to he he can't do that he he just has no open field maneuvers you I, know mean, I mean he's
0: somebody that could be that i he, mean like his, like all his technique and everything he does is like just not that good i mean he could use his size way more right like
1: is he a red zone threat that's what i'm, he, I'm like i can't figure him out you know what i mean
0: i don't see him being more than a possession receiver Who's somebody be very viable in the red zone. But then, are his hands good enough to trust in the red zone? Right. You know what I mean? Same is he time. like a, I
1: mean, could he be like a Marcus Colston type of guy? Like, almost like a, a tight end, but he lines up in the slot? Like, can he be a move tight end type of guy?
0: Or is he more of like a Brandon Coleman kind of guy?
1: Right. Right? Right. I mean,
0: is Brandon Coleman a better comp for him? Somebody was real big, a lot of potential there in New Orleans and just couldn't put together. I mean, the size, the measurements are, are nice. And if for a guy that size that knows how to run routes is nice, but I mean, it's hard for me to get over that 11.4% drop rate. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard for me to see. And I know we abused Denzel Ward in that big game, but it's kind of hard for to see some of these other smaller corners, like be able to compete with them and kind of use that against him. I mean, instead some of his technique to use his body it, off the press. Like we get pressed at the lines. Like, dude, you're six foot three, 220 pounds. Don't let that cornerback do that to you. Like, what are you doing there? I mean, that's technique that right. you got to learn there. Uh, he can clean up some of his routes. That can use a little cleanup up there. Um, his speed needs to be. If you're not if you're not that fast, you have to run crisper routes. Because if you're not going to be physical either against these cornerbacks, you got to be able to get in front of them.
1: Right, you're n- you're never going to get off the line cleanly. If you, I mean, you know what and I mean. He had,
0: he had trouble with that in college already, right. getting so, off the line some of the time. So he's intriguing to me where. I like him in the fourth round,
1: all right, I'm not sure I would even take him there,
0: yeah, so I think the upsides there if he could if he could get in a right scheme fit and be a nice possession receiver where they're they're like counting on him to move the chains, and time they get in the red zone, like he's their guy. that's what I'm looking for, you know Th- that's so,
1: what I can't figure out if he can be and, and if like what if he if ends- I knew that he could do that, I would say, yeah, fourth round is a good I would like him guy.
0: honestly, what I think would be a good spot for him, Seattle. They don't. They just lost Jimmy Graham, who is their main red zone threat. Almost all of Jimmy Graham's points last year came off of oh, touchdowns. Yeah. Touchdowns. Yeah. They have Doug Baldwin. They all you know Lockett, all the Paul Rich. You know these are you know, these. Are They're the guys. all
1: five foot ten. They're all
0: five foot smaller receivers. Yeah. So, th- for him to come in, I know that Nick Finette's the new tight end as well. You know if they could have a guy like Simi Cobb in the fourth, fifth round. I think a guy a place like Seattle would be a nice little fit for him definitely when it comes to the red zone.
1: What about like Carolina? They just love the guys that are like six foot three and can barely run.
0: Yeah, but then now he's competing with Devin Funchess. Who else did they sign in the offseason?
1: Uh, I don't know.
0: They signed somebody else as okay. well in the offseason. Oh,
1: uh, what's it they 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 traded for uh Go Go Deep. From the Eagles, uh, Tori. Uh, oh, Tori, Tori Smith. Smith.
0: Oh, yeah, big threat there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess this is the way they, they they scheme things. We already have Devin Funchess there, who showed you know what he could do while well there. So no, that doesn't overly excite me. Definitely, when you have Cam Newton, who you have Christian McCaffrey there for the red zone th- threat threats. So they're gonna get a running back there. So
1: I'm not saying that it would overly excite me. I'm just saying I could see I could see them picking this guy just because they love guys. Okay. There's like six foot three and 250 pounds.
0: Th- the place that would make me excited, that would tingle titillize my nips would be seattle seattle okay i think it's a good spot for him again i really like to see him slide in what what jimmy graham catch last year 9 12 touchdowns around there something in that range
1: yes between 9 and 12
0: so you're again so you're talking an immediate impact in that aspect
1: it's probably 13 by the way okay whatever (laughs) i'm just kidding
0: i'm not not, i don't have my abacus out yeah so i think that's a good spot for him and that's what i like to see him do a chain mover Possession receiver and then a red zone threat on a team that can get to the red zone. And I like Russell Wilson's ability to be that kind of quarterback to do something like that. So to me, Seattle is a spot where I'm like somewhat of intrigued. And it's got to be the for me, it's situation, situation, situation for him. All right. Because the the roof there is uh, for fantasy production is going to be mostly red zone threats. And that's going to be pretty much it for me.
1: All right. Yeah. So, yeah, then in that case, then definitely Seattle is a nice place. Okay.
0: All right, moving on, shall we? Let's do it. Let's talk about a guy named Trey Smith out of UCF. Six foot one, two hundred three pounds. Ran a four four nine forty. Played two years there. Had um, two thousand seven hundred forty eight yards and one hundred sixty eight catches for twenty two touchdowns. This guy uh, made some nice, tough catches, some mm-hmm. acrobatic catches. Absolutely, he has really long arms. Like I can't remember. I don't. I forgot to run on measurements, but his longs are his like arms are like abnormally long like they're way ahead of like average margin here so for his frame at six foot one two or three long arms shows and with the ability the catches he made those acrobatic catches those tough met catches it was good tape there tracked the ball pretty well never missed a game at UCF never
1: I did not realize that yeah he definitely makes contested catches
0: takes those big strides like Josh Gordon he's got
1: the speed to get deep for sure man I, I like this guy um out of, sneaky fast. Out, yeah, definitely. I I know that we're we're getting to him pretty late in this podcast, but out of the guys that we're talking today, uh, he's my four he's my fourth favorite. Out of these guys. Out of these guys. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um he's got he, he has a really nice ability to high point passes. Um which uh, probably has to do with the, the 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 long arms that you were talking about. But he also has a really nice vertical man, uh thirty seven and a half inch vert to go along with really long arms and a 6 foot 2 frame. Um he's a guy that's going to be hard to cover uh in the red zone basically. So out of central Florida, he 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 did some nice things uh some drop issues. He had some but, uh,
0: but his hands aren't bad.
1: Yeah, I was going to say I don't I don't think that's like a, a huge issue though. Um, and he's got nice quickness too. So I've seen him, I saw him get off the jam when, when they were trying to jam him, just using, just using quickness there at the, at the line and nice technique. So, um, this guy, this guy has actually, he has, you know, some really nice upside to be possibly if he lands in the right spot, a wide receiver one for a team, just, just with that size, his ability to, to high point balls, and get up and get passes. I I like this guy as a late-round guy that you could get in the third round that could really, really surprise you and maybe even an NFL team that drafts him.
0: Yeah, I like him too. I think he's a really interesting prospect here. I'm glad we saved him to have some good talk about the end of the podcast because I'm with you. I'm thinking this guy can go anywhere in the NFL draft right around – I think it's going to be right around like a third-round pick, Mm -hmm. right around there, mid to late third-round pick, high fourth. He, for me, has a potential – To be a second round pick in your rookie draft, like he's falling that category. I said there's gonna be a nice plethora of receivers here that's gonna be really intriguing in the second round over maybe see some of these running backs. He's in that category,
1: right? I mean, obviously landing spot's gonna determine a lot, but I mean, if if there's any place that has like an established older wide receiver that you know maybe this guy can develop a little bit, Arizona, um, Arizona or like. I mean, who do they have in Detroit? I mean, they have they have Golden Tate there in Detroit. Marvin you
0: know. Jones, he's only twenty eight.
1: Uh, but I, I don't he think he was wide
0: receiver one last year. He finished.
1: I don't think he's like a number one for a team, though. I know that in fantasy, he kind of he kind of finishes that. Yeah. But I I mean, I could see him developing behind a guy in a couple of years and really exploding on the scene like a, two or three years down. The I'm road.
0: intrigued with him going to a t- place like Miami potentially, okay. Um, who's in search. You know, if Devontae Parker can put together, maybe he slides in and gets a little bit more reps there.
1: I mean, I think they're um, still searching there in, in you know, Washington, place like Washington as well for a bona fide number one. Uh,
0: any, any space, yeah, Any anywhere where there's room for wiggle mm-hmm. on that number one receiver slot, he's interested.
1: I like your Arizona um, pick as well. Uh, that would be a, a really nice place for him to settle in in the outside. You know, Larry, you Larry, could learn anything off of him for the next couple seasons while they got Larry's Toronto still on the
0: outside for speed. Mm-hmm. So I think that'd be, yeah, that'd be a nice spot for him, too, because he's going to need a little bit of adjustment to the NFL uh, life. But I can see him being pretty, having pretty good value about the 2019-2020 season mm-hmm. right around there. He's somebody i like to get. i, I like out of all my rookie drafts I'm going to have, which is going to be about 12 of them, I want a piece of Traquan.
1: Yeah, no, I, yeah, obviously I don't have quite as many as you, so my my odds aren't as good, but um, I'll be shooting for this guy. You know, if I have a late second, he'll be on, he'll be on my board somewhere in that area or early third type of, of picks.
0: Yeah, in a, in a draft with a lot of middling going on here, I think second round pick is pretty damn good in this draft class. If you can sneak your way into the second round, like I'm expecting, I expect to come out of this draft in the first and second round with people that I am pretty high on. Mm hmm. And I would right now feel comfortable coming coming out of this draft with a guy like Traquan Smith.
1: Yeah, where you know, when we started this process, I wasn't sure if you know, I have a pick in the second round, the very last pick in the second round, as my first pick in the draft for for one draft. I traded away my, my first round pick and I ended up winning the league. So my first pick doesn't come till two twelve. And I wasn't sure I was gonna be able to get anyone in that draft. And now I'm starting to get a pretty good feeling that at least somebody that I like and I'm excited about is, is actually going to slide that far in the draft and, and, you know, even further. So, I you know, who knows?
0: I'm over 24 players I like in this draft. Right. So I'm over that. That margin easily. I think there's gonna be talent if you if you play your cards right to even get a good quality person here in the third round. That's that's there, that was
1: gonna be the conclusion of of what I was saying. I, I really do think that even in into the third round, you're gonna be you're gonna be a okay. And there's
0: always a couple players that are good at the third round anyway. Every year, no matter what, mm-hmm. I think this year could be an exception where there's a you're, there there might be two to three guys that come out there you're pretty happy with.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's been years where I've just wanted to punt and. and take it to next year oh, already, yeah. you know what I mean? By the time you get to the third round in some drafts, you're just, you know, you're shooting at high upside guys only, and, and you don't care about really, you don't really care about getting them. You're just like, all right, this guy's got high upside, I'll take him. Whereas I think this year, you know, we're going to get into the third round and feel pretty good about some of these picks.
0: And Traquan Smith can easily be one of those guys that's available high in the third round you come mm-hmm. away with pretty happily. Let's see what happens in the draft, but right now I see him round himself into my top 24 players may it may be the bottom 24 let's mm-hmm. see how it all stacks up because i could be just being there talking like when i really look at it, like wow this draft this draft's a little deeper than i thought look i got trey Kwan at around 27 that's a high third round pick right good value then i'm feeling really good at, yep. about the depth because when i do my overall when i said because we do our mock draft here or overall rankings basically how we do our stack our board is you and i go back and forth together mm-hmm. before we, before the pod and say okay i'll take a player you take a player and that's how we kind of get our consensus board here of why we like who we like and we'll see where he stacks up
1: we see we'll see we'll see obviously once the nfl draft uh, comes and goes we'll have a much better feel
0: all right last guy for the show shall we Alrighty. uh remember there's gonna be guys that we don't talk about guys like Auden tate right out of florida state mm-hmm. uh florida who's um six foot four but rents is six six eight forty. There should <laughs> be some guys that we don't talk about he's here. He's still running his forty. He's right now. still running his forty that you guys might like. A guy like we want to talk to you know, there's Kiki Kute.
1: Alan Lazard. Yeah, at Texas yeah.
0: Tech. You know, but Kiki, he's hundred and eighty pounds, five foot nine. Right. You know, I mean he runs a four four three forty, but where's it gonna help me in my dynasty roster? How many, how many of those guys are successful in the NFL?
1: Not too many. A Ced, uh, Cedric Wilson. I mean, I think he was like number two or number three in the country in in receiving yards. Um, guy out of Boise State. So I mean, these are guys that are gonna get drafted. Oh yeah, we just didn't really have time to get to him.
0: I mean, there's a guy like Jamon Moore out of Missouri.
1: Right, he's Jamon gonna be, Moore. He's
0: gonna be a fourth round pick. He's six foot two, two hundred seven pounds.
1: Nice, nice yep. size frame guy. One hundred fifty
0: eight yeah. catches, two thousand four hundred seventy seven yards, twenty one touchdowns. Nice, nice stuff. I didn't have enough time to watch all my tape on him. Mm-hmm. But he's somebody that we're going to definitely be discussing later. He falls in that category. The guy, you know, mm-hmm. guys you mentioned, Javon Wims out of Georgia, uh, uh, Derice Fountain out of Northern Iowa, a smaller school guy who's six foot one, two hundred ten pounds, who's a senior who came away with one hundred fifty catches, two thousand seventy seven yards, and twenty three touchdowns. So there's some names on here again that we might not get to that are your guys. And
1: Braxton Berrios, little uh, slot wide receiver out of Miami. I wouldn't mind talking to Hurricane Mike about him or Dynasty Nerd Mike. Excuse he's,
0: me. He's an interesting guy. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I mean, um, there's a, there's a bunch of just you know randoms that um, I guess aren't really randoms, but we're not going to get to him. He's yeah, I mean, pre-draft.
0: And when you look at Cedric, well, I said Cedric Wilson, a guy you mentioned at Boise State, who's six foot two, um, leaner. He's only 197 pounds. But he had over 1,000 yards his last two years mm-hmm. at Boise State. He had 56 catches for thousand twenty one hundred twenty nine yards and 11 touchdowns. And then in 2017, he had 83 catches for 1,511 yards. Those are good numbers.
1: Absolutely. And, and he was one of those guys that I, I mentioned during the early, early portions of things. So, I mean, you know. he's a very, To me,
0: and the little things I saw out of him, like he's a guy that just – his route tree seems very limited. Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey – uh, Cedric, you want to go deep?
1: Go long. Yeah, I I don't know. But interesting. But interesting, definitely. And
0: it's how Deshaun Jackson started his career. Yeah. Just go deep, Deshaun. Okay, I'll do that. So there is other guys here, It's the point. And intriguing prospects that will be drafted in your rookie draft. So we'll get to them. But last guy we're going to talk about today is Marcel Aitman out of Oklahoma State. You know, maybe we should have squeezed somebody else in.
1: Maybe we should game. have. After watching the uh, tape, I don't know if that he's worthy. He's
0: six foot four, two hundred sixteen pounds, ran a four six two forty, played four years at Oklahoma State, catching one hundred forty six footballs for two thousand four hundred sixty six yards and thirteen touchdowns. Again, we just mentioned his size here; is he great size. His hands are pretty good.
1: Yeah, no, they're they're all right.
0: But he seems just to be a possession receiver because his speed's not great. Uh, his routes aren't polished at all. Uh, he's got he's got good ball skills. You know, so he's not afraid to go get the football, and he shines in aspects of that.
1: I I I'll have to take issue uh, with he's got good ball skills. I didn't see him track the ball that great, and okay, I, he lets the ball get to him for a bigger guy that's you know six foot four, two hundred sixteen yeah. pounds. He let balls come to him instead of using a little bit of leaping ability and attacking the ball and and when he let the ball's get to him it really just gave the defenders time to defend and and knock the ball out of his hand so to me that i mean that doesn't i, mean, I don't know i don't really like what i saw the best thing i could the the highlight of his notes for me is he's big yeah <laughs> that was like the best thing i wrote about this guy i didn't like the way he 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 gave up on some blocking assignments and just didn't really look all that great blocking. But, I mean, that's fine. Wide receivers do that. But then he's, like, signaling the first down, too, like, in the same play. Like, I don't know. Stuff that he did just kind of aggravated me. So, for me, he's starting to slide onto my hater scale. Um, I know we haven't done a hater uh, a hater
0: uh, you hate him, okay.
1: podcast in a while. I just don't like this guy. Because, for one, I actually liked him, more before I watched him, you know what I mean. He flashed plays when I was watching James Washington's stuff. I, you know, when you're you just kind of he's on the side, and you're not really paying attention to him. He would flash a big play, and I'd be like, "Oh, this guy's intriguing." You know, I can't wait to watch this. I tape. can't wait to watch this guy's tape. And then I watched it, and I was like, oh, "Dog crap, Ooh, man. This, man!" Yeah, it was just dog crap to me. I was like, "I right, get it out of here."
0: He's man. he's better off being. I think he's a product of playing at Oklahoma State. You know, with a good quarterback, oh yeah, and being being six foot four and two hundred sixteen pounds, and can get out there and play the position in its simplest form, uh, I think that's him. Yeah. He's somebody that's going to need tons of targets uh, and to get touchdowns to be viable for your dynasty roster. I'm with you. I don't see it really coming together there. He'll he'll make an NFL roster. He'll be an NFL roster for. Two to three years, and then we'll forget we ever talked about him.
1: If if just the knucklehead podcast guy that watches his film gets angry when watching it, could you imagine being his coach? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, he's just not going to... If he keeps up the same, I guess, effort and and whatnot, he's just not going to... He's gonna just like you said, he'll be off of an NFL team rather quickly, and and we'll forget his name.
0: Yeah. So no thanks. Yeah. I honestly. mean,
1: hey, he could flip a switch, and you know, now now that he's a pro, he could do things all all the right way. I don't think he's like a bad it's, it's, dude or anything like that. He's I mean, a,
0: he's a he's a pretty raw, and by raw I mean like not like like oh he's only been playing for a little bit because he's a, he's played four years. Raw where he needs to be taught everything thing like at the next level like if he's going to be
1: this is how you get off the jam this is how you yeah. do this if this he's is gonna how you're supposed solid, to run your routes. Yeah. you know right. and
0: you put in the effort it's going to take him three years All to right. be and by then you're making a decision does he have to come up on your taxi squad where he's a help when he helps somebody it's to be helping somebody who picked him off the waiver wire
1: so it's safe to say marcel aitman's not going to be on your team
0: it's safe to say he's not gonna be on my team he's not gonna be on my Correct. team
1: 100
0: so so that's it those are receivers. Uh, Obviously, this is NFL Draft Week. Obviously, we recorded this podcast early. Yeah. uh, What's today?
1: Uh, It's Saturday.
0: Saturday. Yeah. Because we had to record two episodes. We can't do that on Tuesday. No, there's just not time.
1: So when we hang up the phone here,
0: we're going to pick it right back up and get rid of these tight ends, which you'll hear whatever day this came out on the next day. Right. Uh, In the meantime. Maybe we'll do
1: Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. Who knows?
0: I hope. at the very. I mean, we'll see Josh when he comes over, but I'm thinking Tuesday, Wednesday at the latest. Right. Uh, I wouldn't care if these goes out Monday, Tuesday. Honestly, does is yeah. make a difference to me when you listen to it. Uh, so I did tweet out today, which is Saturday that we did get some new shirts in. Yes. Uh, I tweeted out, Hey, I put a small batch of cranberries on there. Not all of them, but a small batch. Cause last time I tweet out, Hey, if you direct me, message me, I'll sell you a cranberry. I, I sold them all out. Uh, so, so people
1: love those cranberries. They're nice, man.
0: They're awesome. Yeah. They're my favorite shirt. And then the black, I really love the black. I really do. I,
1: I love the red too. I mean, that's, I know that you, you that one's not your favorite, um, but I love the red one.
0: Well, you're the one that picked it. So, yeah, I, know. I hope so So the point being, there's a couple cranberries left on there. And again, if you really want one in direct message to me, maybe the first person that direct message me that size, if it's not on the website, I'll still sell it to them. But there's some new shirts on there. Hey, it's a great way to support the podcast. Yes, it is. Honestly, we're going to have some new things for nerd herd members. Um, which we're gonna be working on here soon. We're still in the in the dark here, working on some things. But we're gonna have a new thing when it went for the nerd herd members when it does launch, where we're gonna give a shirt away every single month. Yeah, yeah. So hey, if you bought one, you might get a free one, right?
1: Yeah, right. just pick right. another color, man. Yeah. We got tons of. We got cool. four of them. Yeah, we got Somebody tons wrote of me cool today. Color.
0: They were like, they're like, hey, man, I didn't even realize you had the red. I have them all, but the red. I'm gonna buy a red. Nice. Like, Good for you. We
1: might be expanding the store too shortly. We're into, into some other items we're in so, some talks about yeah. some other
0: different kind of shirts some nerd herd member shirts and just some cool overall dynasty shirts so check that out we'll, we'll trust me when an announcement comes on the big announcement we'll make the big announcement exactly uh, in the meantime you can follow me on Twitter at Dynasty Rich
1: and I'm at dynasty Matt
0: feel free if you follow uh you know along with the podcast to leave us a rating review on iTunes I know usually the show is uh pretty fun we try to have fun with it you know trying to be silly at times I just when we do these rookie content there's it's usually the most straight mundane podcast we do because we're just breaking down information. We're
1: just dropping info.
0: Yeah, we're not. I feel no no need to be funny ever when we do these things.
1: Uh, Yeah, you haven't even broke out your crystal balls in weeks. This is
0: just I feel like these podcasts are just literally we're here to provide information on these players, you know, where they're at before the NFL draft. And this is what we think of them now. And let's see what happens after the NFL draft. Because Chris- then, then it's time to get fun. But right now, we're in a, we're an in information business right now. We're just trying to lay down the facts. People need to know who these people are and what they do.
1: The better question is, are your crystal balls still crystal when they're all dusty, when you haven't brought them out? Can you still see clearly?
0: Listen, baby, these, these balls never get dusty. <laughs> all right. I was just wondering, man. Something as precious <laughs> to me as those two things are, uh-huh. I make sure they're clean. All right. Properly, because you never know. Here's the thing, you never know when you got to bust out those balls. Ah. And the last thing you want to do to be is dirty, smelly, possibly from spending the bag for too long. You don't want that, right? That greased that, up, oily, full of butter. Going to be turning butter on the balls. That's I not don't. Anyone is so. looking for man. No, no. Because how are you supposed to see the future of what somebody's supposed to do if you can't see it clearly? Right? Did he catch the football? Is that a? Is that a six? Is that a, is that a Z or a two?
1: I mean, who knows?
0: Is that a tombstone? Is that who's that driving that car? Is that Bishop Rankier or LaDain Tomlinson? I need to know it, damn it. This is important information. So
1: And that's why I asked. Okay. Well All right.
0: that's why I hope I provide a sufficient answer. All right. Um so of course again, I, would, I would say
1: more than sufficient, but
0: go ahead. Uh freeway to help the podcast, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. I think we're about five hundred and thirty two reviews. When we get to six hundred, we'll give away another shirt.
1: Yeah, man, we love doing that. <laughs> or maybe mind. one of the new items that we're selling. Who knows?
0: Yeah, you never know. We'll have all kinds of fun stuff. Should we do a hat?
1: That's what I was. I was trying. To, <laughs> I was trying to hint to that.
0: I would rock a dinosaur hat. I know. I bet most people would rock a dinosaur hat. Well, we'll see. Coolest logo in the game, son. Yes, sir. Now we're just rambling. Yep. Well, that's it, guys. We'll be back up tomorrow
1: and we'll be back in about 10 minutes The
0: break down uh the dynasty rookie tight end class kind of intriguing very top heavy not very bottom heavy
1: not at so all So we'll get into these
0: tight ends and then that's it then we'll give our annual uh speech about the nfl draft until oh. then hasta mañana
1: hasta luego
0: no mañana right hasta mañana Is that tomorrow yes adios senor
1: mm-hmm.
0: ready set